All right, welcome back, everyone, to uh, the Mouth and Mouth Sports Show. Uh, we have a draft uh, preview show here, uh, dropping tomorrow. NFL Draft, it's going to be hosted in Roger Goodell's basement. Love to see that. Um, and the boys here, Dan Stadick, alongside Ryan Brown, Zach Lacey, and Jonathan Sullivan, we're going to give our picks for the first round. The way we did it, Zach did a random number generator. Nice dab, Ryan. And the order is Zach, number one. He'll pick for the Bengals, and then uh, and so on. Jonathan, number two, me, number three, and then Ryan, number four. Greg. We'll keep going that way. So, without further ado, nice beer, Jonathan. Uh, grown and nice there. Uh, we have the number one overall pick will be the Cincinnati Bengals. And, Zach, you're on the clock, my friend. All right, so – Number one pick is probably about as slam dunk, uh, easy pick as you can get. Bengals lost Andy Dalton because, uh, you know, Red Rocket kind of trash. He's, uh, uh, he's done with there. So, basically going into the year, it was Tua. And then Joe Burrow just set the world on fire. And now there's pretty – it's 99% sure that it's going to be Joe Burrow. So that's what I'm going to go with, Joe Burrow. Okay. All right. I will second, second pick, um, Washington, uh, our words. They're on the clock. Um, there's been some talk that they could trade this, but I'm pretty sure they're not going to trade it. Um, I'm fairly sure and like 95% sure, sure they're going to take Chase Young, uh, defensive end out of Ohio State. He's, um, he might be the best overall football player in the class based on pure skill and talent. Um, and he's, he should be there, you know, defensive anchor for a decade to come. Unless, you know, they screw it up. It's a tight one. Which they could definitely screw it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's always important. So, number three overall here, going to me, the uh, Detroit Lions. Obviously, I think this pick was pretty easy for me. They move on from uh, Darius Slay, and they're going to have to fill in that need right there. They're going to go with Jeff uh, Okuda um, out of Ohio State. I think he's a pretty solid pick. He's obviously the best corner in the draft, um, and that's a need right there for them. I don't think that they'll you know, go quarterback too early, even like the first couple rounds. I think the Lions are going to try to still build around that team and still going to give uh, Stafford a shot because if you're I said it before, if you're Matt, if you're Matty P over there, your job is on the line. And I don't think you want to go young at QB, especially you know at this rate, third year, haven't bode well so far. So yeah, Jeff Okuda. So the Giants are picking four. Uh, they're they're desperate for some uh, offensive line help, especially at the tackle. Um, definitely some edge rushers on defense. Uh, but there's a certain prospect out of Clemson, Isaiah Simmons, who basically can do it all on defense. He can line up at linebacker, nickel corner, safety. His versatility is just unparalleled in this draft class or any recent draft class. And so while the Giants should probably grab an offensive tackle, 
I don't see them passing on Isaiah Simmons, so the Giants are going to take Isaiah Simmons here. All right. Uh, Dolphins at number five. There's been a talk about people trying to trade up, get to a before this, the Dolphins come out and say they're more might be more interested in Herbert than Tua. So maybe some teams will think, oh, we can just wait and get Tua behind the Dolphins. I think it's all a smoke screen. Smoke screen. Tua has the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this draft, I think. Um, but his injury history and stuff possibly derail his uh, career. Herbert just looks like the prototypical 6'6 quarterback. He's got good movement, throws well, but to his accuracy, just can't be denied. They have Fitzmagic to play quarterback for another year, let Tua sit and get healthy and everything, and then let him take over the show. So Tua Taga, by the way. All right. With the sixth pick, uh, the L.A. Chargers, and uh, – We've come to our first roadblock in this draft because I had the Chargers. Uh, a lot of people think they might take a quarterback. So we've already had two go. That would probably be Herbert if, if they want to take a quarterback. But I actually had them taking a specific linebacker out of Clemson, who, according to this mock draft, the, um, the Giants took at four. But um, my reasoning behind that was that I thought the Giants are going to take an offensive tackle and then – I think, like Ryan said, um, with the Chargers, just the talent is just too much to pass up. And especially with Kansas City being probably the best offense or at least one of the top three or four offenses in the league for the next for the foreseeable future as long as they have Mahomes. And Denver coming on, Drew Locke looked like he could be the real deal. I just don't think the Chargers can afford to slip up here, draft a project, potentially QB. Um, when they're going to have such great offenses in their division. So they pick, you know, maybe one of the best defensive players on the board. This is very versatile. So, Wait, so who's your pick? Yeah, who's your pick? Yeah. Oh, Isaiah Simmons. Okay, I'm oh, okay, then, okay, well, he's gone. Then I'll go. Then if he's gone, i got to go Justin Herbert then from All right. Oregon. Yeah, I don't really think you understand how this is working here. <laughs> I got adapt on the fly if my, if my guys get picked, I guess. Yeah, I also had Isaiah Simmons (laughs) at number seven, uh, the Carolina Panthers. I had Isaiah as well um, to help out that defense. I think their offense, especially with Teddy Bridgewater, could be pretty solid this year. Um, You know, if they can help out that defense, make the team a little bit more balanced and uh, help out the offense, they're going to go at number seven, uh, Derek Brown out of Auburn at uh, defensive tackle and help out that D-line. And just anything to really help balance out the team, I think, will help the Panthers because their offense, CMC, is a freaking stud. And, you know, if you have a healthy guy at quarterback, Teddy Bridgewater, you don't got a, you know, a banged-up Cam Newton or, uh, you know, Kyle Allen. You get, you know, kind of a sure thing at QB, and you try to shore up the defense. Okay. Uh, The Cardinals are picking at eight. Uh... I think this could definitely be a trade spot where they look to trade down, and I could definitely see a team like the Falcons trading up here to get a corner. Uh, But we're assuming that teams will stay where they are. And so in that case, Arizona is going to be looking up to beef that O-line, knowing that they've got weapons now with 
just weapons all across the board. Um, so I'm going to go with an offensive tackle out of Alabama, uh, Jedrick Willis Jr. Big Bama guy over there. Big Bama guy. Big Bama guys. SEC stand. SEC stands, baby. <laughs> all right, so the Jags at number nine. Um, they lost a lot of defense recently, trading people, losing free agency, whatever. This is – if the draft goes this way, I see them either taking Brown or Simmons. Obviously, those guys are gone. So, I could be see them trade back. But when they keep this pick, I think they go wide receiver here, take the best wide receiver in the class, Jerry Judy, and put him with D.D. Westbrook and D.J. Chark and let Gardner Minshew develop into a real quarterback and – have three really good weapons on the outside. All right, interesting pick. All right, number 10, I got uh, the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are uh, known. They definitely need um, offensive line beefing. They were rumored to be potential trade um, partners with Washington for Trent Williams, but as long as that doesn't go down uh, before the draft, I think they'll stick to the offensive line. And the way that, that we have picked I am happy to say, if I was a Cleveland Browns fan, I would be ecstatic with this pick. Ryan, I think you know where I'm going. <laughs> I know exactly um, where you're going. I am going Tristan Wirfs out of um, Iowa. This guy, this guy's a beast, okay? I, I watch a little bit of Iowa during the fall. He is one of the best offensive linemen I've, I've seen in, in a long time in college. I mean, he is, he's a stud, and he had combine numbers that were really good, just made him shot up, shot up the board, but like, the second half of the last season, it's it's kind of hard to like have see an offensive lineman if they're like a really good, you know, like good offensive lineman. You're not supposed to to hear from that was that's what makes him good. But the way he just blocks, it's you can just tell he he's a stud. He's he's an absolute stud. He's the only person in the the current head coaches at current head coach at Iowa's era to start as a freshman on the yeah. line. And they produce a lot of good alignment there, so that's yeah. kind of impressive. And that uh, Iowa's coach, Kirk Ferentz, is the longest tenured um, Division One coach, so he's been there for a while. So he's yeah. seen quite a bit of offensive linemen. I see you there, Jonathan. Hawks, Hawks, Hawks. Uh, so number 11 overall in the draft, uh, the New York Jets. I think they got to go Henry Ruggs because Judy's already off the board. Z uh, took him. So got to go Henry Ruggs. I mean – Obviously, you want to protect Sam Darnold. You don't want him seeing ghosts like he did last year against uh, the fake boogeyman. But um, the dude runs a 4-2-7, crazy fast. Darnold, like, you just got to give him help. They lose uh, Robbie Anderson. You know, you got to surround the guy with weapons, you know. So, Henry Ruggs, number 11 overall out of Alabama. Well, if this is how this plays out, the Raiders are going to be thanking their lucky stars that C.D. Lamb survived to pick number 12 because this is – this is they are obsessed with this guy. And they need a wide receiver after the failed Antonio Brown project. Uh, I think this is uh, a sure bet. C.D. Lamb, wide receiver out of Oklahoma. He's explosive. Yak. God. This is a, this is a sure bet. He, he'll step in and immediately be wide receiver one in – for the Las Vegas Raiders. So, CeeDee Lamb out of Oklahoma. Uh, wow. 
You know, didn't I didn't didn't see didn't see that coming uh, from Dan. Yeah, that's big rugs guy. Definitely didn't see that either. Big rugs guy. You know, I was def. I was like, oh, I mean, Ryan's probably gonna take Lamb with uh, Las Vegas, and then you know we'll get rugs on the 49ers at 13. Your 49ers. I know. That's why I said we. <laughs> My 49ers. <laughs> So, in that case, with the three top wide receivers gone, I don't think – the 49ers do need a wide receiver. They traded DeForest Buckner to get this pick. Um, but I don't think you reach for one of the other ones. You can get a pretty good wide receiver in the second round. So, I think you go uh, Mackay Becton, tackle out of Louisville here. All right. Good pick, good pick. All right. Now, you mentioned your – 49ers now on the clock at 14, my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the way this draft's going, I this there was a theme with my teams that I got put with. They, they're they desperate for offensive line help. Um, and the way this is going, I think the Buccaneers would be ecstatic to grab Andrew Thomas out of Georgia uh, with the 14th pick. Um Really good offensive tackle. Some are saying he's the most, um, you know, pro-ready tackle as of right now. Maybe not the highest upside, but uh, very ready. And the Buccaneers are obviously in a win-now mode with the very aged quarterback. They just traded for a very aged tight end. So why not pick a prospect that's going to help them from day one? Two tackles that literally back-to-back I was going to take. But it's okay. I see you. Good picks. Uh, number 15, Denver Broncos. I see them going uh, Jedrick Willis out of Alabama. Jeez, uh, I'm taking Alabama, guys. Uh, I think I Ryan took him. him. Yeah. Oh, you did? Oh, no. You went at number eight, Dan. Oh, no. I should have bet a four for four on this. Okay, I knew, okay, hold on. I knew this was going to happen. Hold on. Hear me out. Hear me out. Uh, we're going to go – Instead, uh, Clovon Chison. Chase on. Edge rusher out of LSU. Go Tigers. Uh, for the Broncos at number 15. Again, you know, I don't think their offense is going to be anything special, but they've been able to do it in the past with a great defense. So, you know, add a, a nice little edge rusher there. And, yeah, we'll take it. Uh, Atlanta's going to be really pissed at you because uh, they really wanted uh, Chase on. Uh, but since they do need some D-line help, uh, they also could use corner help. Uh, I mentioned that they could trade up to eight for Arizona to get their guy, but in this case, they won't have to. So at 16, we're going to go with C.J. Henderson, corner out of – Florida. SEC? Yep. Ryan's an SEC stand. We, we know this. We stay knowing this. <laughs> All right, Dallas at 17. Um, everything everybody hears is always about Dak, Zeke, Amari, offense. They lost a lot on defense. Byron Jones, Robert Quinn, Collins, Heath. So, if they don't, if Chason gets taken ahead of them, I think they go Xavier McKinney, the safety out of Bama. Pair him with Ha Ha Clinton Dix and stir up that back end a little bit. 
All right, pick 18, um, Miami. This this would have been Pittsburgh's spot, but Miami with the Minka Fitzpatrick trade got this pick back in the fall. Um, this is one of three. This is the second of Miami's three first-round picks, and I think a lot of people think they might go offense here, especially if they go um, quarterback like we have in this mock draft, but I just really think they just need some talent across the board. So I just think you're going to have your classic best player available on the board. That's who they're going to pick here. So I got Javon Kinlaw, uh, defensive tackle out of South Carolina, going 18 to Miami. Beef up that uh, that line play, defensive line in Miami to uh, stop the run. I see you there. I see you there. Good pick, Jonathan. Uh, number 19, Raiders. I'm going to go back to the well. LSU, uh, cornerback, Christian Fulton. Uh, give them some help in their secondary. Obviously, you know, hopefully they get their wide out um, with their first pick, but they can help out their secondary. That's always good. And Fulton had a lot of success against, you know, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, and T. Higgins uh, combined for three catches, 39 yards, zero TDs, and three pass breakups. So he's been good against elite talent. So, I mean, I feel like the Raiders would feel pretty good about that pick. Well, at 20, the Jaguars would not be pleased with that pick before prior. Yeah. Um, because they just traded, they've traded away their top two cornerbacks, so they're they're pretty desperate for some corner help. They could go uh, AJ Terrell, the corner out of Clemson, but I think they might think about going quarterback here and giving Minshew some competition. And so I'm gonna go with Jordan Love, the quarterback out of Utah State here. He's he's got some comparisons to, to Patrick Mahomes being like a cheap knockoff Patrick Mahomes that just doesn't see the, the field very well yet. But I, if if they if they're not sure about Gardner Minshew, it might not hurt to take a chance on Jordan Love here. So we'll go Jordan Love quarterback Utah State. Eagles twenty one. Um the theme of my teams they need wide receivers uh so i guess you just take the best one available the top three are gone um i guess it comes down to either t higgins out of clemson or justin jefferson from lsu i think they're probably going to lean to higgins he's three inches taller really good contested back shoulder catch guy and just uh let carson wentz throw him high balls all day and go get him all right t. Um, I got Minnesota here at 22. Hey, should uh, we confer about this pick? Because I have 25 Vikings. Nah. <laughs> 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 um, they got this pick from the Bills with the Stephon Diggs trade. Um, they basically have no corners on their roster. I, I thought they maybe if the draft went this way, they could swing in for Justin Jefferson if they really like him and he's fallen, but I think they got to address the need. Um, so I, I'm going to have them take A.J. Terrell out of Clemson, uh, the cornerback. See you, Jonathan. Pretty solid, pretty solid. Uh, I happen to get this pick, number 23, uh, the new era, New England Patriots. Um, I think they address a need here, an obvious need, um, at linebacker, losing uh, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins. You know, you got to start rebuilding there, I think. So 
They're going to go with uh, my guy Patrick Queen out of LSU. Three straight guys out of LSU on my board. But hey, shot. But hey, no, <laughs> hear me out. They need linebacker help. I don't think it, it would be a bad pick. And seriously, like they need to start rebuilding, you know, on that front. Hightower, he's not getting any younger, obviously. Wrong side of 30 now, I believe. So you got to start somewhere. All right, my, my teams are starting to get really annoyed with the general manager of your teams. <laughs> um, they were really hoping for Patrick Queen there because nope. uh, they're desperate for linebacker help considering their top four linebackers are all scheduled to hit free agency next year. But uh, they'll be pleasantly surprised that Justin Jefferson made it this far down and uh, they'll pair him with Emmanuel Sanders and Michael Thomas and the passing attack of New Orleans will be back in just full frontal effect. So we'll go Justin Jefferson, wide receiver out of LSU. Wow, I am uh, uh, I'm shocked at that pick right there. As the Vikings, I thought at 22, they'd probably go wide receiver, but then they didn't. They, they honestly didn't need to because the Pats and the Saints probably weren't going to take a wide receiver. So that's that's a tough hit there. Um, and not going to reach for another wide receiver. We're going to go Anton Winfield Jr., big uh, or small safety slash cornerback guy. Got a bad defense, need versatile people all over the place. Um, there hasn't been a Defense, or defensive defensive player drafted under 5'10 in the first round in 21 years since his dad. And he played 14 years in the league. So we're going to give him a shot, a little pedigree thing. Anton Winfield Jr. out of Minnesota. All right. I'm back to 26. I have the last Dolphins pick. I had two of their three picks in this draft. And I think the Dolphins are going to go the same strategy that they used at 18, which is best player available. And they're pleasantly surprised to see Kenneth Murray, the linebacker out of Oklahoma, fall to them at uh, 26. So I think that's that's where they're going. And the GM of Baltimore just threw their hands up. <laughs> so here at uh, pick number 27, Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I think they're going to go – took my damn pick. Uh, they're going to go Ezra Cleveland, uh, packing that offensive line, uh, offensive tackle out of Boise State. And, yeah, I think that's a, a pretty solid pick for them, you know, late in the draft, and hopefully they can help out uh, um, Wilson back there and hopefully as well help the run game and maybe help Chris Carson not fumble the ball a billion times. So. Baltimore has the 28th pick. Uh, definitely really upset right now with not getting Kenneth Murray because um, after losing C.J. Mosley last year, they need someone to help fill that linebacker, some linebacker holes. Um, so I'll take the next available linebacker on the board, uh, and we'll go with Jordan Brooks, the linebacker out of Texas Tech. Uh, 
Titans at 29. You know, there's a lot of rumors swirling around. Javion Clowney possibly getting signed there. We'll see what happens with that before the draft tomorrow night. But right now, I'd say they go with Yeter Gross Matos from Penn State. Edge rusher, outside linebacker, and Vrabel's 3-4. They signed Vic Beasley to a one-year deal. Um, pair those two pair those two with Harold Landry, and the defensive line should be something to be a problem with. If Clowney signs there before tomorrow night, then it's very possible they go wide receiver. Um, but in this, I go Gross Matos. All right, with uh, pick number 30, my last pick of the draft. For the Green Bay Packers, uh, I think they're going offense here. Um, they got an aging quarterback who they got to protect. They got a good running game. Um, they could go wide receiver here if people fall, but obviously no one really fell um, in our draft. So I'm going with Caesar Ruiz, the center out of Michigan. Um, this mock has him as the uh, top interior offensive lineman um, outside the tackle. So Get someone, you know, up front, help with the run game, the Aaron Jones, uh, take a little bit more pressure off uh, Aaron Rodgers as he continues to age. Great pick, Queen. Great pick. Uh, Thank you. Number 31 overall, the 49ers. I have them taking uh, Travon Diggs out of Alabama, cornerback. And, yeah, their defense is obviously their strong point, but – Jimmy G, I think, still, you know, he may have some bumps and bruises along the way next year. Uh, any way you can help out Jimmy G in that offense, I think, is uh, what they have to focus on right now still. So, Trevon Diggs. Ryan had a tough night. You mad? Yeah, we're, we're having a tough night. At the oh, end you of the, mad, end of this brother? First round. Uh, Penn City was really hoping to pull the trigger on Trevon Diggs. Uh He's like he's a, he can he can do it all. He played offense, defense, and special teams as a freshman at Alabama before he switched to full time defense. Uh, so, because corner is such a glaring need for the Chiefs, um, and that's really the only like big need that they have, I think they'll look to try and fill that need here, and that leaves them with the next best available corner, which is Jalen Johnson. Corner out of Utah. A lot of corners going there. Love to it's see a corner heavy draft. A lot of Bama and LSU guys getting taken. Love to see that. No running backs. No running backs. Holy no shit. No running ends. backs. Damn. Didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Would it, was anyone even thinking about it? No. This yeah. mock, one of the mocks I'm looking at has uh, the Patriots taking Cole Komet out of Notre Dame. But, uh, Yuck. Not in the first round. They're taking Queen. My guy. Bro, if they pass up on Kenneth Murray for Queen, that's a, that's a mistake. Okay. No, I mean, none of my teams even needed a running back. Like, Titans, no. Vikings, no. Eagles, no. Dallas, no. And then you're not taking one like the top ten. So. Yeah, Tampa Bay could use a running back, but um, they're going to be a pass happy offense, and I think that they can. If none of the running backs go in the first round, why why reach if you can just sit in the second round and grab yeah. either J.K. Dobbins or um, the Swift kid out of Georgia, who I've seen has been moving up the board, but um, I think he'll still be there. 
uh, hopefully for them in the second round. Yeah, I could have went running back with the Chiefs at the end just to give them another back to play with, but I figured they'd go corner here. Playoff game. <laughs> well, it should be interesting to see, you know, any trades uh, that go down, like any of the ones you guys mentioned. And, you know, we'll see if the Pats actually pick a 23 or if they move back. Um, I think that's like a big thing to watch too, obviously, as Pats fans. But um, I don't know. Quick question. Um, do you think they take a quarterback at all? Yeah. I think Actually, like mid-round? Yeah, I could see maybe like uh, the Georgia kid. What's his name? Jacob Eason. Jake Fromm is out there. Um, I've seen, I've seen some mocks where they take him in like the third round. Um, yeah, I don't – I've seen some people say they're going to take Love at 23. I, I don't think they're going to do that. Um, yeah, I've who seen knows a, with Bill, dude? Uh, Peter King came out with a mock earlier this week where he had them trading up to 13 and, and getting Tua who in this mock slipped. I don't see that happening. Um, I've seen a few mocks with like Herbert slipping. Um, I saw one of those too. So, like if Herbert slipped to like 18 or something like that, um, they could maybe move up. There was some talk that you know this fourth round pick that they just got from the Bucks is extra collateral to move up in the draft to get a quarterback, which I don't really buy. But um, it wouldn't shock me if people saw start sliding, but I, I just see they have too many glaring needs on defense, so I just really expect them to go somewhere on defense. Tomorrow. Maybe if they do go think about drafting a quarterback, they could look at Jalen Hurts in the middle rounds, like second or third round, if he's That'd be wild. I mean, it would be. Um, I don't know. He seems like a decent fit, but I, I don't know if Again, like you guys have said, I don't know if Bill's willing to do it. Yeah, I mean, it really just comes down to how much faith Bill has in, in Stidham, I think. Um, I don't think he's very good, but I'm not the coach of the Patriots. So. Yeah, I just wouldn't mind giving him more competition. I mean, Brian Hoyer, like, yeah, he's a vet, but that's not like – I don't think he's like a huge threat. You know, I think Stidham, it's like his job for the taking – you know, if he if he fucks up, he fucks up, and then we got Hoyer. But I'd rather them at least take a flyer on a guy at the very least. There's also yeah. something to having the kid be feel secure, and that he's not going to get taken out if he makes one mistake. That too, yeah, that's fair. Like if yeah. you take a guy in the second, third round, and then Stidham throws three picks the first game, and he's going to shit his pants that they're going to put the other guy in. I don't know. Yeah, no, no. I mean, that's what that's. Absolutely fair. I mean, I remember back in 2012 when the Redskins took uh, RG3 and Kirk Cousins, like, what was it, like first and second round, I think? Cousins went in the fourth round. Fourth round, but still, I mean, like, after that first season, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that probably, obviously, RG3 had the, you know, torn ACL, but that's got to be in the back of your mind, too. Yeah, I I think if they take a, a quarterback in the first round, even Jordan Love, who's seen as more of a project uh, compared to the other three, um, then it's that it's that person's job to lose. And, and Stidham's obviously the backup if they invest the first-round pick. Um, 
in in a quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of trades. There's a lot of teams with, like, multiple picks that could be moving around and stuff, so it should at least be a fun fun draft night. Yeah, I just hope uh, it goes smoothly. I mean, I wouldn't mind for a, a little mishap here and there, but it should be, like, really, really, I don't know, like, all 32 – you know, coaches and GMs, like, they're all trying to navigate Zoom or whatever, and Goodell's in his basement. Like, uh, I don't know. It should be for a pretty interesting weekend. Absolutely. I just hope they don't fuck it up. I mean, that's like – because, you know, I, I remember Schefter was at least uh, tweeting how, you know, they were having issues during the mock draft. But hopefully it's they got – It's pretty wild in the later rounds when the picks are, like, flying fast and furious. Oh, yeah. And that they're trying to get everything in and keep track of it. It's going to be interesting for sure. Oh, yeah. Unprecedented scene. So are they yeah, going to be like submitting their picks via email or text message? Like, no idea. I, I honestly don't know. I, I feel think like they, they call. I mean, they call, in the, they call in the picks normally. I don't see why that would change. Um, Fair. Yeah. Either way. Finally. Well, they call in the pick to, like, their guy at the, at yeah. the draft, and then yeah. they bring the card up to get to, get that, to Goodell. So. Oh, that's I don't know. If he's going to have a little, just his cell phone in the basement and have all the GMs just call him and be like, yo, we're taking this guy. <laughs> then he unmutes his Zoom, and he's like, all right, here we go. Yeah, just What? Do you guys catch that? No. No, I can't hear him. Goodell in his basement, like broadcasting, is totally worth it. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we heard you. It just, it was a really bad joke. Okay. I just think it's interesting if the Patriots uh, move up in the draft for once instead of uh, moving back. I just hope well, you don't get to 23 and it's old trade. Patriots trade their first for uh, two seconds, a fourth, and uh, two sixths next year. Hey, I mean, the only – you know, they're probably going to trade back and not even make a pick in the first round like always and we get disappointed, but at least we got our mock draft thing to keep us going through the rest, yeah. through the rest of the draft. And I can't blame them for uh, for not wanting to pick in the first round. Two straight years, two straight busts in the first round. So. Shut up. <laughs> Jeez. We're not doing this right now. Yeah. <laughs> nah, we got all fall to do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when he pops off and all pro. <laughs> yeah, when he when he breaks his uh, total grand total of catches in a game of four. And uh, his yardage of like 35. That's going to be incredible. When he goes four for 40, what a stud. Ah, such a hater. Seriously. Troll of the year. All right. I'm a Bucks fan now, so <laughs> whatever. Browns are back, so whatever. I heard that. I heard that before. No, but they're actually back. 
Well, I saw this, I saw this question on Twitter. I think is like, yeah. was it more hype uh, the Browns last year or the Bucks this this year? I think the Bucks hype is more realistic because of the pedigree of Brady and Gronk and the weapons on offense they already have. But the Browns thing was like a, you know, this could be a great thing. It should be a great thing in theory. Like if Baker makes, you know, another leap that he has better offensive weapons. But, oh, God, Freddie Kittens, man. Whoa. He ruined it. But I think with the Bucks, it's more realistic to think that they could be a Super Bowl contender, be right there. I don't know if they're ready to just leap right into the Super Bowl picture. I think you got to wait and see and just see if Brady and Gronk is just the missing pieces that Tampa Bay needed to get them over the hump. Uh, going from 35 interceptions to like 10 is going to help a lot. Agreed. Yeah, I I feel like the hype is it's definitely more warranted in Tampa Bay because that obviously has a much more proven players um, that in like should be able to work together as opposed to Cleveland. But I think Cleveland's thing is just they were just so bad. I mean, they were the worst team in the league for so long. And then they finally showed some flashes, but – I, I think the hype was higher for Cleveland than it was last year, but the Cleveland hype was literally just to basically have a winning record and maybe make the playoffs. But the Tampa's hype is to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's fair. I think I, I think the Browns hype was higher just because you got Odell and Landry and Kareem Hunt and everybody, and they just supposed to be so good. And Baker's doing all these commercials, and then all those commercials keep running as they're doing terrible, and it just looks really bad. Um, Their hype was definitely yeah. higher too. But like, what if like we weren't in the whole like pandemic and sports was more like going on and everything? Like everybody was more in that swing of things. Like, would the hype be more for the Bucks? Uh, I think it'll be. West for the Bucks because you'd have yeah. the NBA playoffs, the NHL playoffs going on right now, MLB season in swing. I think they'd be they'd be less. I mean, obviously there would still be a lot of hype, but um, yeah. I think it'd be less. I think a lot of the Cleveland hype happens like gearing up towards the season. Obviously, a lot right after the aftermath of the OBJ trade, but I think a lot of the hype comes in the summer. So I think it'll be interesting to see, like you know if there is open public camps this summer, it's like, oh my God, Brady is clicking on all cylinders with Gronk. Like they never, they never left or anything like that. Then you'll see like hype, like starting to really, really hear its head. Yeah. I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally fair. We'll see. We'll see if they have training camps and when they do and, how that looks because all right now it's on paper, but you know, we'll see when they hit the field. I think the Bucks will be pretty good. You know, I think they'll be there, but again, we have to see it. And Brady, it's going to be 43 in August, pretty old. And I, I know he's the goat, but it, it is old, you know, and he, he takes care of himself, but at the same time, he's in a whole new environment. 
And I just hope Bruce Arians doesn't like get him killed, having him throw like, you know, like 45 times a game. Yes, rather be from their offensive line in the first round at the tackle. True. Benny. But that's a good draft, boys. Our first ever uh, podcast draft. I think it went pretty well. Yeah, I uh, wrote down all the picks, so I'll I'll compare it to the other the okay. other mocks. I, I typed them up too. All right. Cool. Awesome. We'll see how we'll see how we do tomorrow night. I wonder if the the mouth and off draft does better than anybody in the. Uh, we should throw. Yeah. yeah. We should throw a picture of it in the chat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, this one just included the the thing about this one though is that it included like no trades, and obviously yeah. my actual mock draft will like include like trades. So you know, sure. there's some picks that I I don't think are gonna happen, but maybe uh will be surprisingly much more accurate than any of our other mock drafts from this. That would be kind of. Because it would, it's kind of more, it's more realistic necessarily than your other mock drafts because this one has multiple people, multiple areas of thinking. So it's more, you know, realistic than me just saying what I think each team's going to do. It's more people collaborating on it. Yeah. All right. Do we have any uh, other closing thoughts here, fellas? Go Bucks. Go Bucks. Hey, Jonathan. <laughs> Congrats to Z and Ryan. Oh, yeah. Thanks, man. True. Duke, Duke sucks, by the way, Ryan. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> you may be a WBL Hall of Famer, but Duke still is trash. I can live with that. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. I'll take it. I'll take that. Absolutely. Well, it's been real, boys. Without further ado, um, I think we're going to sign off here. It's been the Mouth and Off Sports Show uh, NFL Draft Preview Show. We got ready for uh, unprecedented NFL Draft, all virtual, and we'll put up our mock draft. We'll see how we do. Nah, Duke sucks. Duke sucks. Get out of here, Ryan. Go, Duke, go, Duke, 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 Duke. Daniel, yeah, jump, Daniel, yeah, jump, 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 jump. Jonathan Sullivan signing off. Duke sucks. And, uh, Duke sucks. Go Big Ten. Big boys. Big, big, go big. Crash. B1G. Misty.
Yesterday 